The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. As gas prices continue to rise... The credibility of our president on the international stage continues to plummet. We will discuss both phenomenon today and introduce you to the front runner for the Republican nomination for senator from the state of Ohio, Mike Gibbons. He will join us at a little bit after noon today. We'll get the opinion, the insight of Dr. Glenn Dewar of Cedarville University at 1133. He is someone whose perspective on Russia, Ukraine, and that entire conflict will be valuable to us and to you as you interact with others. I'm Bruce Hooley. Glad to have you along. The president of Poland, or at least the Polish government, I don't know if they have a president or not, but anyway, we have been making promises that, you know, if Poland would just give planes to Ukraine so that Ukraine could battle Russian forces in the air, uh, we would then come to the rescue of Poland and backstop the planes they're giving away by giving them new planes. And Poland said, uh, well, how about if we give you the planes and you give them to Ukraine? And Joe Biden said, uh, no, no thanks. So uh, his bluff has been called by Vladimir Putin, and Biden has been made to look foolish and feckless. And impotent. Now his bluff has been called by Poland, and Biden has been made to look foolish and feckless and impotent uh, to go with the Taliban, making him look foolish, feckless, and ignorant. So we stand by while Ukrainians get slaughtered, and while Ukraine has no apparent way to fight back. Uh, you have no way to fight back either against rising gas prices, although they are rising higher or have risen higher in other places than they have risen in Ohio. AAA says that Ohio has the 19th lowest gas prices in the country. So when you are out and about, let's say right now, you are at the corner of East Broad and North Nelson Road, and you look up and see Turkey Hill charging $4.49 a gallon per gas, you can say, well, it could be worse. I could be in California where the average price of gas is five thirty four? You say, well, I've seen it over six dollars in California. Sure, you have. It's in L.A. and San Francisco, the big cities. It's more out in the outlying areas. It's not that high, but the average average price is five thirty four in California, four twenty six in New York, Ohio. Our average is three eighty three. Although it is becoming increasingly difficult to find gas in Ohio under four dollars per gallon. The cheapest gas in Columbus right now, according to ColumbusGasPrices.com, dot com, is three dollars. And 89 cents at multiple locations. I filled up for less than that yesterday, but my wife filled up at the same location I did about an hour after I did, and gas was five cents more per gallon. So this is a real burden on people like me, people like you, people who don't have jobs that make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Uh, We have other bills to pay. Electric, in my case, private school tuition, we've prioritized that. It's impossible to make a budget 
when you were planning on gas being somewhere around two seventy five a gallon, three dollars a gallon, three twenty five a gallon even, and now it's approaching seventy five cents. More than that, of course, you heard the president yesterday when he announced in his grand leading from behind fashion that he will ban the import of Russian oil 12 days after Russia invaded Ukraine, months and months after announcing a ban on the importing of Russian oil might have actually been a deterrent to Vladimir Putin uh, invading Ukraine. And so... Joe Biden did it finally because why? His party was going to do it. (laughs) It's very awkward for a president to veto something coming out of the House of Representatives when the House of Representatives is controlled by Democrats. And Nancy Pelosi would not listen to the Biden administration and would not back off her lip-smacking allegiance to Joe Biden has its limits, apparently. And its limit is providing Russia's war machine with money to fund the slaughter of Ukrainians. So she was going to pass it in the House. Biden begged her not to. She was going to do it anyway. So he went ahead and did it, as I say, leading from behind. And of course, when he did it, Joe Biden did what he always does. He lied. He lied that there are are 9,000 leases out there. And if the oil companies would just drill where they can drill, and it's not true that my administration is producing... Less oil, we're on a record pace. Okay, so we have the numbers here. And the numbers come from the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Uh, That is a government agency. And here's the, uh, as I've said before, the lie they tell. We're producing more oil now than the previous president's administration did in in his first year in office. Okay. Oil is largely a futures commodity. The price of oil is largely impacted by how much oil we anticipate being available to purchase down the line. Now, it takes a while for production to catch up to policy. So Donald Trump came in office in 2017, and he green-lighted drilling, drill baby drill, okay? That does not show up in oil production until months later, almost a year later. Hence, the price of oil takes a while to adjust because it's sold on the futures market. How much is going to be available? So the number to compare is not, and this is why they do it, It's not a fair comparison to compare the current Biden production of oil to the first-year Trump production of oil. A better barometer would be to compare to the second year of the Trump presidency. But they don't compare it to the second year of the Trump administration. And I wonder if you have an idea why. Ah, yes, I think you do. Because it would be a bad comparison. So here are the numbers From 2021, first year of Biden, 4,082,000 barrels produced. The Trump administration in 2020, last year of Trump, produced 4,100,000 barrels. 
129,000. So about 50,000 more barrels. You say, well, that's not that big of a cut, Bruce. Uh, Joe Biden not really uh, diminished oil production much at all. Let's review. How many people were going to work in 2020? Do you remember a little thing called 15 days to slow the spread? Do you remember flatten the curve? Do you remember widespread industry shutdowns all across the country during the dawn of COVID? I remember that. We're just now getting out from under that with Columbus City Council. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Suspending its mask mandate. The Trump administration, with everything shut down, produced more oil than the Biden administration has in its first year when we were inarguably at much more of a ramped up, full employment, all systems go production mindset than we were during the initial stages of COVID. What about when the Trump oil train was really pumping? 2019 production, four and a half million barrels of oil. 400,000 more barrels of oil than Biden did in year one. And again, year one of the Biden administration, once an oil commodity is purchased on a futures market, you are obligated to produce that oil. So they are going to drop that down, 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 down. We're just now starting to see the impact of Biden signing the executive order to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline, of banning offshore drilling, new leases on federal lands. We're just now starting to see that. So they are, I know, I hate to burst your bubble. They are lying to you. If you thought your president was being truthful with you, well, you're an optimistic person. That's the best way to phrase it. The worst way to phrase it is you're a naive person, or an even worse way to phrase it, you're a Democrat. You must be still one of the people who's all in with this administration that clearly hates the middle class, clearly wants gas prices to go up because it's perfectly in their purview to make them go down if they wanted to. We'll have more on gas prices from oil industry analysts and commentators on the conservative side of the aisle who will shed further light on this issue that is stealing because you don't have to be paying it. You are because somebody is forcing you to pay it. And that someone is Joe Biden. They are stealing that money out of your wallet on a daily basis. Fox News polling of the Ohio Senate race gives the lead at the moment to Mike Gibbons. 22% over Josh Mandel, 20%. We will talk to Mike Gibbons, the front runner. This poll, the Trafalgar poll, at noon today. Mike Gibbons will join the show. You can find out more about Mike's campaign at Gibbons4Ohio.com. His uh, Twitter is Mike Gibbons OH. Looking forward to talking to Mike Gibbons today at 12.05 here on the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, Mike Gibbons, plain spoken, truth telling guy. Uh, so you know he can't be a Democrat. And Joe Biden keeps saying, oh, my administration has done nothing, nothing to stop the production of oil. Lots of leases. We love oil. Well, I didn't say that. But here is Claire Chase. Claire Chase is an executive with the Mac Energy Corporation. Mac Energy is the top oil producer 
in wells in the state of New Mexico, which is one of the most oil-rich states in the union. So Claire Chase is asked, is Joe Biden telling the truth about the reduction in domestic oil production being the fault of the oil companies? The rhetoric coming out of the White House is is really frustrating because it's not just as simple as there are 9,000 permits that have not been drilled. Um, There is a lot of of other issues that the federal government puts on oil and gas companies. For example, we also need rights of way that allow us to build the road to the lease or to lay the line in order to ensure that we can move our product. And so, you know, we, we have that issue, but then we also have the same issues that are facing every other industry today. We have the same supply shortages and we have labor shortages. So one, we can't find the people that we need to be able to man up a drilling rig. And two, we can't even find things like steel casing, which is what protects the groundwater when we drill through this oil. So uh, I really, I think what the White House is saying is, is, is disingenuous at best. Ah, disingenuous at best. Now, if you haven't heard Joe Biden set forth his interesting view of what he's done and what his policies are, let me refresh your memory. It's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. That's simply not true. Is that the case, Claire Chase, of Mac Energy in New Mexico? Uh, Well, it is true, and it's true because the regulatory environment that they put on us as well. I mean, every from day one, President Biden has signaled that he does not want uh, oil and gas production on federal lands. Um, as, as your reporter, Peter Ducey, had mentioned, he, on an executive order, paused the ability to lease federal lands uh, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He canceled Keystone Pipeline. He's done, he's done more to harm this industry than he has good. And so for him to say, well, my administration's not doing that, it absolutely is. We can read the tea leaves. We hear the signals that you're sending. And, you know, there's no reason then for us to want to really ramp up in a an, in, in, in political environment that is going to try to then turn around and shut us down or fine us a million, you know, millions upon millions of dollars. Uh, and so the answer to all of this is truly for them to go back to the Trump administration policies that allow us to drill in the yeah. cleanest, most environmentally responsible way in the world and provide the oil and the natural gas that America and the European Union and the rest of the world needs. We don't need to be relying on Iran or Venezuela or Saudi Arabia. We can do it right here if the president would just let us. Ah, but Joe Biden would rather deal with Nicolas Maduro in Venezuela. He'd rather deal with the Ayatollahs in Iran. He'd rather deal with uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, of course, New Mexico is not the only state that produces oil. Texas, big oil state. Ted Cruz, senator from Texas. Maybe Ted Cruz has a different view of Joe Biden's energy policies. You know, I, I got to say this administration's policy when it comes to energy is, is completely incoherent. Uh, President Biden started literally his first day in office basically declaring war on domestic energy production. He shut down the Keystone Pipeline on the first day in office, killed 11,000 jobs, 8,000 union jobs with a stroke of a pen. He halted all new leasing on federal lands, both onshore and offshore, and, and he stopped development in Anwar, a small region of Alaska that is incredibly rich in, in oil reserves. He shut them all down. His agencies have been waging war on domestic production, and we've seen domestic production dropping and dropping and dropping. And bizarrely enough, Biden combines that 
with being the best thing that ever happened to Vladimir Putin and the best thing that ever happened to Iran and the best thing that ever happened to Venezuela. Last week, the Biden administration sent their officials to Venezuela saying they want to buy oil from Nicolas Maduro. They're in Vienna trying to negotiate a deal that they want to buy oil from the Ayatollah in Iran. And Biden last year waived sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 natural gas pipeline, which is what caused the invasion of Ukraine. Their policy just makes no sense. Well, it actually does make sense. It just doesn't make economic sense for you and me as everyday Americans. See, sometimes we look at things and we think, well, that's a dumb policy. There's no way that'll work. When what we really need to realize is it is a dumb policy because it works. They want energy prices higher. They want it. Remember Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, when... She was asked on CNBC if she has a plan to lower oil prices. <laughs> well, I wish I had a... Oh, come on, you kid. Just stop kidding. They don't want energy prices to go down. They want you to suffer by driving your car. They keep talking about, well, you need to, just, you need to buy an electric car. Like, just go over to your couch cushions. And pull out that extra $50,000 there and buy an electric car. And then the problem is solved. Now, they know you can't do that. And they don't care that you can't do that. These policies don't touch them. They don't impact them at all. What if they all of a sudden didn't hate you and all of a sudden decided to just announce, hey, you know, we are going to go back to the Trump era energy policies. We are going to try to get back to energy independence and exporting energy as opposed to importing energy. Rick Perry was the energy secretary under Donald Trump. Would we see an immediate turnaround in price or how long would that take, Rick Perry? Well, I think it would take probably a year to get more production in. But I think, Dana, the more important thing is what I said earlier about if they sent the messages that we're not, we're going to stop the war on fossil fuels, then the market would uh, correct, I think, in a very short period of time, we would see some relief. Now, that is, again, going back to the fact that oil is a futures commodity. It takes a long time to get it out of the ground. It takes a while to get it to market. You have to arrange for ships to transport it or trucks to transport it. You have to refine it into gasoline. It's not like you can snap your finger and say, okay, go ahead. I guess I'm sick of hiring these people. Bruce Hooley complaining about $4.10 a gallon gas. All right, we'll make more gas. And you don't get it overnight. But what you do is you send the message that you're going to attempt to do everything you can and you make the oil companies relax and not worry about being targeted by the most powerful people in the country. So oil, Ukraine, everything is related to everything. Glenn Doerr is a very smart man. He's a professor at Cedarville University. We'll get his perspective on Russia, Ukraine, and the situation as it stands right now. Next. Next. 